Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, I'm going to ask you the same thing you asked Muss last night. How about them hogs, man? Hey, wasn't that something else? What a great Yo, win last night. Lee. I mean, I was, I'm always envious of you, Chuck. But to be there last night in a win that you have not beat them that bad since 94 in Rupp. Uh, you got Kentucky fans walking out four minutes to go. I, I mean, last night must have been special. To watch in person well you know it was such a good close first half that you know you kind of wondered if it was going to be that way throughout the game but what happened right off the bat in the second half the way Arkansas stole passes and got breakaways and I mean Cal's calling a timeout 90 seconds into second you know into the second half I mean that's just not something you do every time you play erupt so I thought black kind of took over the ball game five minutes and, you know, it reminded me, I'm old enough to remember when Arkansas won there in 1992. And I can remember how their fans hated Todd Day and hated Oliver Miller. And last <laughs> night they hated Anthony Black the same way. I mean, they, they, they hated him the same way. And um, I think he fed off of it just like those guys did way back then. I thought it was funny when Anthony was asked after the game, just the, the atmosphere and getting to play it rough. And he's alluded to it a few times this season. I don't think he expects to come back for another year. So it's a unique opportunity to play in a building like that where there's so many legends, so many great coaches have passed through those halls. And I mean, Chuck, he, he was 19 points, had five assists, I think four rebounds and five steals. And I mean, they, they were just throwing lackadaisical passes to start off the second half that he just he took them for lunch, man. Well, I thought Arkansas's ability to turn them over and, you know, to ultimately be plus 13 in points off turnovers, that's a really big stat. I mean, you look back at the end of the night, and I thought, you know, the, to, to force 15 from Kentucky and to score 23 off of that – um, was significant because you know they did give up some offensive rebounds. They gave up more than I'm sure they'd like to. But it's not like Kentucky really converted every one of those putbacks. Uh, the the differential in second chance points wasn't like the differential Arkansas enjoyed in points off turnovers. And yeah, at the start, I mean Black was you know he was picking them apart, but he wasn't the only one. I mean, um, you know they stole passers on the perimeter, uh, blocked shots inside. And they blocked shots and got possession, too. I mean, sometimes you got guys swatting them into the first row, and they inbounded and make a shot, and it didn't really mean as much as, you know, you might like it to. But, I mean, they were blocking shots and taking the ball. So I just thought everything defensively in the second half was um, was really good. And, it, and, you know, they shot 72% on the other end, and that's the dividend. 
Chuck, there's been points this season where we've given a lot of credit to Makai Mitchell because he's deserved it. But I don't know if we can say enough about Mikel Mitchell this morning. I mean, we, we talked about the block party on their birthday. It was a block party last night. That is a national player of the year candidate that, for the most part, was limited. Seven and seven for a guy that headed into this season as one of the best players in the country. And after last, Chuck, he had like 30 and what, 18 last year? 30 and 18. I mean, and you, 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 and this is after falling to performance where you're at two of 14 against Colin Castleton. And Mikel just said, you're not doing it on me tonight. And it wasn't just him. I mean, they 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 dug it out of the post. They they just made it hard on him all night long. Well, they did. He was frustrated. And, you know, Shibway, the seven points was impressive. The seven rebounds was probably what was most impressive. And they never let him take over. They just never let him take over the ball game underneath. And, um, you know, as we learned last year when Arkansas won at Fayetteville, I mean, he can score 30 and get 18 boards and you can still win. Um, but when you do what you did last night, um, you know, that's that's obviously a little bit better. But I thought both Mitchells played great. I mean, uh, you know, Makai had nine rebounds. You know, Mikel had 15 points and I guess five blocks, but Makai had nine boards. Mm-hmm. So um, both those guys did a really good job. And um, I wondered if they'd have to go deep into the bench. I wondered, for example, would you have to spend three or four fouls with Kamani Johnson in this ball game? But you know, you didn't have to do that, and um, they did pretty much, you know, what they needed to do all night in that spot. This is from Brad and Fayetteville, kind of referencing bracketology, how big, asking the question, how big last night's win was. It was huge. Quad one win. I think that's your only second one this season. You you went back-to-back in road games against a team that, Chuck, like yourself, had won. I think they won. That, they had won six straight SEC games. You've now won five straight SEC games, and that the questions were some of them were answered last night about this basketball team, and they did it on both ends of the floor. It wasn't just one sided. That was the key. I mean, offensively, they had their best game of the season, and then just defensively in that second half, Kentucky didn't have anywhere to go. Well, we're just going to have to see how it affects Arkansas in terms of their bracketology. If you continue to win, it's a big win. Now, you know, Kentucky's, um, you know, Kentucky's not ranked. It is a quad one win, as you say, but this is not a ranked team. And, you know, it's not like you went out there and knocked off a top five, top ten team on the road. And I'm not taking anything away from the win, but I'm just saying in terms of bracketology, I think it helps you. But um, it's not the end-all, be-all. And, you know, for example, if, if you know, you win a road game over Tennessee or Alabama in terms of bracketology. That's going to help you more than this one. But this was a big win. It was a you know, it was, um, I think that it you know we talked about what we saw in that South Carolina ball game and what you had a chance to build off of because you won. And you know we saw we saw them building off that in this game last night. And um, I thought Arkansas would play well. I mean. Um, you know, Musk just kind of has the magic. I mean, what are they, 15-1 and one, last two years plus now in February? I mean, um, that's about as good as it gets. He's 3-1 and one against Cal, too. And that the only loss was a game where Cal got ejected and you had a lead in the second oh, half. Yeah. Beat, him, what, beat him three straight times now? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Chance to make it four here in a, here in a few weeks, a couple of weeks? And I, I was 
I know you don't do this. I always get on opposing message boards after games because I just want to feel their thoughts. And there was a lot of there was a lot of must greater than Cal comments last night. And I mean, it's hard to at least in this little time window that we have, based on the head to head, based on the NCAA tournament the last two and a half years or so. It's hard to dispute that. And those are Kentucky fans. Those aren't Arkansas fans logging on, making up accounts, and doing that. It's a lot of Kentucky fans. And dude. The Kentucky Sports Radio postgame show, Chuck. Oh, it was glorious, man. And not that Zach and Derek's wasn't fantastic as well, but my goodness gracious, hearing tears come through the radio and anger from Big Blue Nation is just about as pure as it well, gets. I, I, I'm not going to get that carried away. I, I will say that... Um you know, Kentucky's still Kentucky, and uh, it's not going to be a pushover when you play them next time. And it's fun right now. It's fun to beat them. I mean, it's fun to beat them. It's fun to beat Cal. Um, but um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put dirt over them just yet. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, um, they're still Kentucky, and they're going to come in with everything they've got. The final game of the season, Arkansas's got to be ready because you know Kentucky's going to be gunning for them after last night. 877-377-6963 is our number that you can call or text in this morning like Jimmy and Conway has. Jimmy, go ahead. What's up, man? Top of the morning to you, fellas. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, I'm I, I, watching this game. It was a uh, total transformation as far as you, you could have changed the color on the jerseys. This is exactly what Kentucky has done to us for years out big this had the big guys and we didn't have enough big guys they didn't have enough last night to to be able to fight with us and there's nothing better to me than that that's this is a i know kentucky's not ranked or anything but it's almost like uh in a football game us being able to just run it down alabama's throat and they cannot stop you and i i love that we beat them at their own game to me, and that there's nothing better than that. Thanks, guys. I, Thanks, Jimmy. I, th- I I thought Kentucky, in terms of their big guys, and I'm not really including Sheboy in this, but I I don't um I don't think they're as chiseled. I don't think they're quite as strong inside as they've been. Um, you know, there's uh, uh there's some guys there. Toppins a finesse player. Uh, Collins, you know, Damian Collins, I think's his name, the guy that mm-hmm. came in number four, that came in, scored a couple of baskets last night. He's a finesse player. Uh, they got a lot of six nine, six ten guys on the bench. I mean, you know, they got a bunch of them on the bench. I, you know, I thought last night watching them warm up, there's no team in basketball looks better warming up than Kentucky. I mean, they got thoroughbreds all over that floor. I mean, you watch them warm up, it's like, man, that's what a basketball team looks like. But, um, you know, they, um, uh, they're not quite as tough inside as they've been. At least they weren't last night. But, you know, again, I, Arkansas has got to play them again. I mean, you got to play them again. So um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't get too happy just yet. There's a lot of stuff left to go. And Kentucky's going to come in here on that last Saturday with the idea that they're just going to ruin our day. And um, I don't think they're that good. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a vintage type Kentucky team where they're going to go on the road and just you know run somebody's party. But they're good enough to beat you. 
And um, again, I wouldn't I wouldn't put dirt on him just yet. Yeah, that's fair. And there's also a chance that you could play him at Nashville, depending on how the bracket well, you're right. out. That's exactly right. So this is a uh, a team that you are not done with yet, as Chuck is saying. And uh, you know, but you know what? You want another crack at him, and this is why. Guys came to Arkansas, but th- this is the expectation of Arkansas basketball to not just compete, but at times beat Kentucky. And you did it on their court, on your terms. That was, I mean, defensively last night at points, Kentucky looks shell-shocked. And I know that there, there's a couple of things we have to kind of put as an asterisk. Frederick apparently had busted ribs and was given it, and he just he went over last night, didn't hit a shot. You've got Severe Wheeler who didn't play. I don't know if he'll play in the upcoming game in the final regular season matchup in March. That's something you have to talk about. I'll say this though, Chuck. I mean, you saw him firsthand. That case in Wallace kid. There's a reason that kid's probably going lottery. I mean, he was he was ph- phenomenal last night. He's a good scorer. He's not as good a point guard as what Wheeler is. He's a good scorer. But I don't, I don't, uh, um, I don't know about him, man, in the point. Just, just to be real blunt about it, I think they're better. Um, you know, when they get 25, 30 minutes out of Wheeler, they really kind of turned it around when they started. You know, Wheeler got hurt, and they, and when he came back, they just started bringing him off the bench. Uh, he rolled an ankle on Monday, I guess it was, and didn't didn't play in the game last night. I, I don't know how long he's going to be out. Doesn't sound like it's terribly serious. But um, oh, Wallace can score now. Wallace can uh, Wallace can score. And but I, I I thought Kentucky, you know, in terms of their offense, their overall offense, I'm just not sure that you know without what I would call a true point guard, they're going to be able to get into everything that they want to get into. I mean, you know, you look at I mean, you look at Wallace's numbers. Yeah, he scored 24 points. He had five turnovers. And um, you know, you go back and you. We were talking a little bit earlier about what happened at the start of the second half. Some of that was on him, mm-hmm. and um, so that's why I say he's a he's a great scorer. But I don't know if in a perfect world you've got him running the point as much as they had him running the point last night. And you talk about turnovers. Arkansas didn't finish with that many. I thought it was uh, funny. Anthony Black was talking after the game that. Uh, they were. He's kind of looking at the stat sheet. And it's like, yeah, I, I thought I did okay. And then he's like, I did have six turnovers more than the rest of the team. He kind of smiled a little bit because he knows he has to clean that up. But I mean, overall, Arkansas played a pretty decently clean game. And Musk called last night, Chuck, the best ball movement that they've had all year. Even in transition, they were. I mean, you, you had a couple passes from AB. There, I think there was one from Mikel Mitchell, one from Jalen Graham that were just on the money, and guys got easy layups. Well, Arkansas had 19 assists last night on 32 made baskets, and uh, that's really good. I mean, that, that's really good right there. It, it tells you that they're sharing the ball, and you know there were um, you know there were moments last night where you know I mean they really were you know a cohesive offense, and um, you know those are those are good numbers. You make 32 baskets and have 19 assists, you've had a good night. Yep. Well, Chuck, I, uh, I'm at a point in my life at 28 years old, I've got to start thinking about not paying rent the rest of my life. I think about a mortgage. And, well, I got uh, the guys. I got the guys Brandon for you. and his team, man. I got the guys for you. Wiker Realtors, a Griffin company. Uh, those guys were my partners when it came time to buy or sell a home. And the first time that I partnered with them was the first time I'd bought a home. 
So uh, they understand how to get you through that process when the time comes. Also partnering with them when it came time to sell a home because once you get into it, I mean, you're going to buy and sell. And um, they really are the best train in the business, and that was the best benefit to me. Um, because they know how to get you from contract to close. They understand the market. They know, they know how to negotiate. And whether you're a buyer or a seller, you want that kind of person on, on your side of the table uh, because uh, that's when you've got a chance to get what you want at the end of the deal. And I think that's going to be your experience with Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They're in Branson, Missouri now. And you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Let's talk to a Bearcat this morning. Dakota is in Mina. Dakota, go ahead, man. Well, I got to call you on it. I live in Mina, but I, I coach over at Costcott River. I don't know that I can claim myself a Bearcat <laughs> this morning, but... Um, Hey, guys, I just want to comment on the game, and I'm as excited as anybody about the game. I was glued to the TV watching them last night. I thought Black rebounded outstanding. Um, but there is just, you know, I think we do have to remember and put it in perspective that Kentucky's not as good this year. They are still a very good team. That there's no telling what they're going to do um, in the postseason, but but we got to kind of keep perspective, you know, and begin the season. This is just a game we're, we're supposed to win you know, with how we thought the season would go. And, you know, here we are. We don't need to act, in my opinion, we just don't need to act like uh, this is the end-all, be-all. We need to just build off this and get better if we're really going to do something. Guys, I appreciate the show, and I love listening to you every morning. Y'all have a blessed week. Dakota, appreciate it. We do need to take a couple things in perspective. Dakota's right. This is not a vintage Kentucky team. This is not the Anthony Davis Kentucky team. This is not a team that Callis had that you're like, man, they've got five or six NBA guys on this roster. It's not. But this Kentucky team, Chuck, if you remember, was picked preseason to win the Southeastern Conference. There was a lot of, I mean, you got the National Player of the Year candidate in Oscar Shibway that came back. You've got a couple other pieces that they're really excited about. Five-star in Case and Wallace, Livingston, brought back Severe Wheeler. So it, it, heading into this season, the Wildcats were expected to be really, really good. Now, they haven't been and met expectations relative to kind of injuries like Arkansas, but I, I also agreed with what he said. This isn't the end-all, be-all for this basketball team. This is a step of what they can do the rest of the way. Well, you you know, if you remember at the start of the year, Kentucky was picked to win the league, and we were picked second. It's not going to work out that way. Neither one, you know, neither one of those picks is going to be right. Um, you know, at the start of the season, Kentucky was ranked what fourth? We were ranked tenth. Um, probably not going to turn out that way. So, um, you know, that's what happens. I mean, and you know, you are where you are, and Kentucky's not dead. And and you know, I I, I um um. I always hesitate to do much, do too much dancing when you got to play those guys again. Um, they're going to come in here with the idea of just running the whole deal because we may, you know, we may be still rocking and rolling. And I know that place is going to be full on that day. There's games between now and then, but that's going to be the regular season finale. It's going to be Saturday afternoon. I mean, that place is going to be roaring, and it's going to be tough for Kentucky that day. But no, I, I wouldn't go too crazy yet. No, I think that's a. Uh completely an accurate statement because again you have to play them at least one more time maybe in nashville have to wait and see i'll tell you one thing though 
Mus is happy where his locker room is right now. Our locker room is feeling good. I thought the confidence level today at shoot-around was probably at a season high. When we had our film sessions, I thought we had great confidence. Just a great win for us, for sure. They did have confidence. I mean, I heard Devontae Davis talking about this after the game. Chuck, we mentioned Mus is 3-1. Devo's 3-0 against Kentucky. He is he has never lost to Kentucky. And he was like, Yeah, we I mean we were here up two years ago. We won. Beat him last year. Uh and, and again, we we gotta put this, we gotta we gotta not overjump this. You still gotta play him again. They're gonna give you everything they got. Last game in March, regular season wise. But Arkansas lately has done a fantastic job against Cal and the Wildcats. Well, they won last night, but here's the deal. You gotta play Mississippi State Saturday. And the whole thing may pivot on what happens at College Station next Wednesday night. I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but if there was ever a game that fits the term pivotal game, it's next Wednesday night uh, down there in College Station. So, yeah, it was great to beat Kentucky. Arkansas was fantastic. I mean, you shot 72% in the second half. Can't do much better than that, particularly on the road at a place like Rupp Arena. But you still got to keep playing. I mean, you still got to keep playing. And Mississippi State's not a pushover. And playing at Bud Walton Arena doesn't make it automatic. So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of business left to tend to. They got seven conference games left. Kentucky's one of them. There's six others. And um, what you do in those preceding six will determine how big that seventh one is. Um, you know, if you lay an egg between now and then, you may just have – Two underachieving teams on that last Saturday. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I wouldn't take anything for granted. I think this team right now, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, I think for the first time, you know, really back then, and I think we see the evidence of it now, they're playing for each other. They're playing for each other now. When you have 19 assists on 32 made baskets, you're playing for one another. And um, I think that's where they are right now. they got to keep doing it. Uh, because the season didn't end last night. Nobody passed out any rings last night. You played a great game, and now you got to keep doing it. What you just said, I think about a sequence last night that you'll remember. So Arkansas gets a steal. Makai Mitchell dives on the loose ball, throws it to, I think it was Devo. Devo throws it ahead to Ricky, and then Ricky throws up that nice showtime lob where A.B. throws it down. I mean, there were several plays right there where it was just boom, 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 Assist, uh, hockey assist, hockey assist, assist. And I, I thought, like, there were times last night where this team was just not going to lose a 50-50 ball. It was it was a tough, like, gritty battle in the post or whatever. And they just weren't going to lose a 50-50 ball. And those came up huge last night, Chuck. I thought Arkansas was more athletic than Kentucky. And I think that, you know, that was evidenced in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, you can't always quantify effort, but sometimes you can but I just thought Arkansas athletically was was the superior team last night. How many times can you say that in the last two decades? I mean, how many times can you look at a Razorback basketball team, look at a Wildcat basketball team, and say, the team in red and white, they're the superior athletic team? I, I mean, I can't think of an occasion outside of maybe last night like you're talking about. That's It's crazy how much things have changed lately. Well, now, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to throw dirt on Kentucky yet. I, I'm just not. Um, but Arkansas was the better team last night. They certainly were. And 
Uh, I thought they were more athletic last night. That's part of the reason that they won. But, um, you know, um, let's not go nuts. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I, it's it's a win against Kentucky. I, I'm trying to rein myself in as much as possible, but uh, Zach texted me last. Oh, d- go ahead and enjoy it. I mean, everybody ought to enjoy it. I'm not saying don't enjoy it. Got relish in it as much as possible. All right, we still got two more hours with Chuck this morning on the Morning Rush here on a What's Your Beef Wednesday. I got to be honest, I have no idea what I'm be mad about because last night was a lot of fun. Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore, he's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785, 531-2785, online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So this basketball team has won five straight conference games, and they've done it with defense last night best offensive output this season best offensive output ever by an sec team in rupp or at least tied for that fact so i want to ask you this morning at 877-377-6963 how would you describe this arkansas basketball team right now i'll hit it first tenacious they have just been consistently on every pass on every ball screen on every little offensive set that the opposing team runs, they're in your face. I mean, Kentucky saw it firsthand in the second half. Now, a lot more in the second half than they did in the first. But, Chuck, I, I like how you framed it. These guys are playing for each other. They're playing so collectively as a team right now, and it's just so difficult to score on these guys for a long stretch throughout a 40-minute basketball game. Well, they've been relentless. You know, tenacious is a good way to describe it. They, um, you know, the, th- the thing that I've been impressed by with this team, and not just in this stretch, I'm talking about maybe even in the stretch where they were trying to bounce back. You know, when they were at one and one and five, um, they've 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 always kept coming. Uh, they've never stopped playing. They've uh, now they you know. There's always something, and I, I said this three or four weeks ago. You're not going to pick up a box score after any of these games and look at it and go, "Wow, boy, that team." I mean, everything's perfect. <laughs> um, there's going to be some things that you can pick apart after every ball game. Not so many last night, but um, you know they have just kept coming. They've kept playing. They've kept trying to figure it out. They, uh, um, you know, the the sum's greater than the parts right now, and that's um, you know. When you lose what they lost in terms of personnel and, you know, you can say that six weeks later that the sum's greater than the parts, then um, you've kept coming, and they should be proud of that. They refuse to quit 
even at one and five. Now, the last two seasons, there was sufficient evidence that this could happen. It has happened. You're above 500 for the first time in league play this year, and you've got a a decent Mississippi State team coming into your house on Saturday. They played well the row at points. Ask Alabama. Ask some other teams. So this is not going to be a walk in the park, and you just had your best win of the season, so you can't have a lapse on Saturday. But you're in a great spot right now because with your four road games that you had in Lexington, in College Station, in Tuscaloosa, in Knoxville, that is a brutal road schedule in eight games. You picked off the first one. Now, can you pick off the other three? I don't know. Can you get all your four home games the rest of the way? I don't know. But that win last night sets the tone for the rest of the way in conference, Chuck. Well, it could. I mean, it certainly could. I mean, you've got seven games left, and a win like last night something that you certainly can build off of. Um, but, you know, you got to keep winning. you got to keep doing it. And, you know, we're at the time of the season when every game seems to matter an awful lot. You know, it's either a game that, I mean, got to win. Got to win this game, you know, um, or can't lose this game. Um, you look at Arkansas' schedule, and, and there's a mix of that. Um, there's some games in there that you you know you look at and you say, man, we can't lose that game. Uh, there's some other games in there that you know you think this is going to be tough. But so uh, that's the same thing everybody's got. I mean, right now Arkansas is tied with Missouri in the standings. Missouri won last night. They got to go to Tennessee this weekend, and uh, Arkansas has got Mississippi State. You got a chance to you know got a chance to pick up a game there maybe. So um, you know we'll see how it goes. But you got to keep playing, and and Mississippi State's not going to. You know, Mississippi State's not going to have any, you know, they don't care about what happened in Lexington. I'll just put it that way. And last thing on this, I think this is important to mention. Right now, the way that Tennessee, that Alabama, and also A&M are playing. A&M got a big win last night against Auburn. They sweep them in their season series. It's going to be really difficult to get in the top three but with Auburn dropping off a little bit, you beating Kentucky, that four spot in the SEC tournament is up in the air right now. You're going to have to go on a massive run down the stretch to get it, but it by no means is is locked in, as the other three are, but it's going to be really difficult to get in that top three. Chuck, you know as well as I do, those, those first two-day buys, Wednesday and Thursday in the SEC tournament, they're crucial. If Arkansas can somehow inch into that, that's a big stinking deal heading into Nashville. Well, it helps. I mean, it helps. Um, you know, when teams go to Nashville, they have different different agendas. Everybody's got a different agenda. Sometimes they're they're similar, you know, with two or three teams. But, you know, lots of teams go in there with different things to play for. And, you know, we talk about, you know, if you get to Friday, if you get the bye to Friday, then you you know, you know win the thing. But... You know, the biggest thing is to make sure that you're ready to go the next week. I mean, we've seen Arkansas, what are they, bowed out? Has it been Saturday, I think, the last couple of years, and they've still made it to the Elite Eight. So, um, you know, yeah, you'd like to get that double bye because it's, you know, it, it signifies that you're one of the better teams in the country and you're going to be in the big dance. And that's 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 the big thing that I look at. If, um, if you don't play till Friday in the conference tournament, you're probably in a pretty good shape. I mean, you know, pretty good spot for the next week. That is your Red River Dodge Morton Rush daily question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. 
This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by V's Barbershop with two locations in Rogers and Bentonville. Visit V's Barbershop online at vbarbershop.com or in person and see why V's is a cut above the rest. All right, still a lot to get into in regards to this basketball win last night. There's a lot of guys we've given credit for this morning based on the way they played and I don't think this is, this can go unnoticed. This is the first time in program history where you've beaten Kentucky in back-to-back games inside a Rupp Arena. Now, these, again, are not vintage Kentucky teams, but Chuck, regardless of who Cal or Tubby Smith or Patino or Rupp or whoever's put on the floor, it's not easy to win at Rupp. And I guess Rupp wasn't putting on dudes at Rupp Arena because there wasn't a Rupp Arena, but I mean, it, it, that is just not an easy place to go win a basketball game. No, it's not. And it's one of the tougher venues, one of the more storied venues. It's kind of like Bud Walton Arena, though, in that you know the opposing team gets excited to play in there, too. Um, I'll tell you one thing I noticed last night, and I think this is a big difference. Um, you know, it was probably, I don't know, 30 minutes before tip-off, and I would say the student section was maybe about a third full. Um, now it filled up, uh, by the time the game started, they were there. But my point is, is if you'd played Kentucky at Bud Walton arena, I mean, an hour and a half when those doors open, it'd have been like, you know, you're racing down to the front row at a concert. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to get the best seat and they flood in. And, um, I've seen games there where an hour before tip, our student section was shoulder to shoulder. So I was a little surprised by that to be real honest, but, um, they filled it up. There were roughly 20,000 there, and um, yeah, it's an imposing place. Chuck, you bring that up. Hogstats had this great tidbit for us this morning. That is the worst attended Arkansas-Kentucky game inside of Rupp, only second to the COVID year. So really, yeah. it's the worst, because you can't really count the COVID year. And your point about that, about our student section, one of my favorite images and videos is one that Zeb Wilson caught in the game last year against Auburn, you got Cam Little who's sprinting down the bleachers to get a front row spot. He's one of those first students in the front row of that Arkansas-Auburn game. I remember when I was a student when we even weren't even that good. It was that same way. If you had a big-time opponent stepping in, I mean, you had to get there three hours before the game if you wanted a good spot in that line. And it was just... I, it's just different at Bud Walton, man. I know Rupp's a great place, and I know there's a lot of great players that have been in, but I've, I mean, I've been to games there. It, it's not Bud Walton Arena. Well, I'm sure Bud Walton Arena will be rocking Saturday. There's no doubt about that. And, um, you know, Kentucky's had success for so long that you know, I'm not going to say they're spoiled, but they are one of the blue bloods. There's no doubt about that. And um, they um, they love their basketball, and they're not real happy right now. But, um um, you know, it's fun to watch them leave. I'll put it that way. They emptied out in a hurry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Let's talk to Philip, who's north of us in Benville this morning. Philip, you're on the morning rush. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, reason I just want to tell you this real quick. Reason why Tommy had to take a break because he had to ref the barn burner up here in Bentonville at the Battle of Bentonville last night, and they went down the wire. So it, I think he kind of needed to break anyway from that last night, but. The reason I called was is looking at the standings from last night after the game is it really tells how important, you know, those games that we were up like Vanderbilt and stuff like that. And if we would have won that, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at from the standing we're at, you're we're in the top three, top four in the standings just by, by, by one game, you know, 
and so these these games are very important now because you know those early losses are now coming back and if you would have went one way this way or something like that instead of sitting in the middle of the pack and bunched up you're sitting in, you're, you know you're sitting in the top three top four well they were not as good then as they are now that's why they lost those games they were not as good then as they are now mm-hmm. and uh, they progressed as teams are supposed to do during the season and, and yeah look it'd be nice to be at the top of the league standings nobody's disputing man it sure would be nice to win the sec regular season win the tournament then go win the whole thing too i mean that'd be great but uh, the most important thing is to make certain that you're in a good position when the ncaa tournament rolls around as we've seen uh you can make a deep run without having won the conference or without having won the conference tournament it'd be nice to take this team now the way they're playing and Hey, let's go replay that game in Baton Rouge. Let's go replay that game in Nashville. Let's let's go replay that game somewhere else. And um, but you can't. Um, and and they're in a they're in a decent spot right now. I've already gotten a couple of Final Four texts this morning, Chuck. And that's, well, I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, I, I mean, hey, when you win a game, and, and look, we we we've talked about this. When you win a big game, suddenly everything seems possible again. And. Um, you know, we'll have to see how all this transpires as we as we go forward. And um, but but I think they're you know they've rebounded. They're they're playing well. Um, this is an NCAA tournament team again. Um, you know where they're going to be seated, I have no idea. Uh, but I, I I don't expect them to collapse. Um, I think I think this is a team that'll be part of the field. You know, we were looking at the NCAA tournament first and second round sites, and it would be Arkansas's luck to end up in Albany or Sacramento. Those are the farthest destinations for this first and second round. Now, there's a couple closer one like Des Moines, Iowa, which is probably only about a five or six hour drive from northwest Arkansas, Birmingham, Alabama. There's Arkansas connections there. And I know we're still about a month away from that. But uh, Chuck, after going to Buffalo and San Francisco last year, if this team does indeed make the tournament, I'm hoping it's a little closer to home. That'd well, be nice. But, I mean, you have to earn that. I mean, that's not given. They're not going to, you know, say, oh, hey, we want to put Arkansas here because their fans travel. They're not going to do that. Um, you know, last year Arkansas went from Tampa, Florida, to Buffalo, New York, to San Francisco. And uh, you're a long way from home on all of them. And, you know, um, it may be that way again. I don't know. But. They're not going to seed Arkansas based on fans. That isn't going to happen. Nope, it's not. Again, our number is 877-377-6963. We're reacting to Arkansas's 88-73 to victory over the Kentucky Wildcats. Chuck, how about Muskin to 200 wins last night? Special yeah. place in Rupp to, to accomplish that feat. 200 career wins. Obviously, that's um, you know that includes his time in Nevada. I think he's up to 90 at Arkansas now. So uh, that's a lot of wins in a short amount of time. So for, uh, you know, Muss's track record speaks for itself. He knows what he's doing. And he knows how to get his teams to play well at the right time. He did it in Nevada. And that's what got him this job. And he's doing the very same thing here. And basketball is such a long season. It is such a long season. There's, there, there's such an ebb and a flow to a basketball season and um he's proven that he knows how to get his team playing well at the right time hey let me talk just for a second to those of you who are 
in northwest Arkansas and maybe down in the central part of our state, too. You've heard me talk about V's Barbershop. You know, V's Barbershop is a full-service barbershop, and that means they do much more than just provide a great haircut. They believe a haircut should be a ritual. Uh, kind of a nostalgic experience. It goes back to maybe a simpler time when they had real barber chairs and hot lather and straight-edge razor shaves, the kind of barbershop we remember when we were growing up. Well, V sets a new standard for barbershops because it's not just about the haircut and it's not just about a particular age group, uh, young, old, everybody in between. Uh, they can they can take care of you. They've also got shampoos. They've got you can get a facial and a massage, straight ra- uh, straight razor shave. They'll trim your beard. They'll shine your shoes. Uh, they got a lot of services at V's Barbershop. Now they got two locations in Northwest Arkansas. They're in Bentonville on Southwest 14th Street. That's just west of 71B, 100 Southwest 14th Street. They're also in Rogers in the Pleasant Crossing Shopping Center. If you're in Little Rock, they've got a location on Cantrell Road and another out on Chennault Parkway, or you can always log on to vbarbershop.com. I know we got a lot of reactions this morning. We're going to take Levi's, who's in Harrison. Levi, you were on the morning rush, man. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Hey, just talking about the game last night, I mean, what you were saying, this team uh, watching last night is, is, is a different ball game than, than what it was at the first of the season. Uh, one thing that stuck out to me was the defense that they played. Uh, you know, I've always heard defense wins ball games, and I think that's what really got it started last night with, for this team. Was, I mean, these Mitchell boys just come out and they were ready to play, and uh, you know, I mean, just blocks, and I mean, they just stopped that uh, number thirty-four for, for Kentucky. I mean, he was he couldn't do anything, you know, and I think that was a big part of uh, maybe the the way that they had uh, planned out the ball game, the, the way that they prepared for it. But, I mean, that defense just, sh- just shut them down, and I think that's what got our offense going. And absolutely. Well, there's no doubt the first couple of minutes of the second half were key in that regard. I mean, I think that's when Arkansas took control of the game. I mean, it was 41-40 at halftime, so nobody was really d anybody up in the first half. Um, you know, the defense started really just from the beginning of the second half. And – you know, that's when Arkansas took control of the game, and they never gave it up. I want to say this about Mikel Mitchell. Muss has talked about this. His teammates have talked about this. You know, there was a point in the season this guy wasn't playing a lick. He was kind of like Trey Wade last year, just wasn't playing, getting spot minutes here and there, and not getting what he was hoping from a contribution standpoint. Some guys might mail it in. They might not put a lot of effort in practice. But from what we heard... This guy was still giving it 100%, and he's gotten his chances the last few games. And what has he done? He's delivered. He had a plus-minus last night of 20. Oscar Shibway, a guy that came in as a National Player of the Year candidate, he had 7 of 7, 7 points, 7 boards. Mikel was on him the majority of last night and shut him down. He ended up with, what, 5 blocks or whatever it was? I mean, Mikel Mitchell has been a phenomenal player for this basketball team, and to see your brother, your twin brother, I might add, have the majority of sex or success early on, that might take some players off. But apparently he was a really good teammate during that time, Chuck. And now he's getting his opportunities, making the most of it. Well, both those guys have really been integral this year in, in, in terms of what Arkansas has done. I, I think both of them are skilled big men. I mean, they've got ball skills. And that's what you know, gives them a chance to be good on both ends. I mean, uh, if you got a guy with ball skills on the offensive end, if you can get him to play defense, he's probably going to be a good defender too. And, um, 
you know, both these guys. Um, you know, when coaching twins, I'm sure, has got to be a different deal. Now, he had some experience with that must did out in Nevada. And that might add something to do with the fact that the Mitchells are here. But, um, you know, what you say to one, you say to the other. And how you coach one is, is you know, again, I, I, I don't know exactly how you, how you maneuver all that. But, you know, both these guys, and Mikel is probably a little more vocal than what Makai is, although both of them can be. And I just think they're skilled big men. They can run the floor. They can roll to the rim. They can catch the pass. And uh, they, can, they can get a good shot off after they do. Um, some, sometimes with big guys, it's an either-or. And uh, they can do both. They can catch it and then score. And so I, I've, I, I've thought all season long as, as it's progressed, both those guys have gotten better. You know, you got to remember, and I give the players credit for this, and I give the coaches credit for this. These guys were at Maryland. They were at Rhode Island. Now they're at Arkansas. Um, their greatest success has obviously come at Arkansas. Now the players are the ones that are doing it, so you got to give them the bulk of the credit. But I don't think it's coincidental that it's happening while they're in Arkansas. Now they're older now. They're more mature. This is probably their last go-round. They're seniors. But I do think that they've gotten better as players here. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're enjoying the fruits of their labor right now. So good for them. Yeah, it's been fun to watch their development this season and then put in the work that's led to these type of performances. Let's talk to Charlie and Camden. Charlie, good morning. Good morning, guys. Man, uh, really shocked last night at the, uh, uh, the way it happened. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to give this team a whole lot of credit. You know, I could argue that this has been, and Mus is a great coach, but this season with what they've had to go through with the injuries and uh, things of that nature, this has been arguably, he, he could, you know, depending on how the season turns out, he might win SEC Coach of the Year. Yeah, I don't know. Granted, I'm, I may be kind of reacting in the moment, but, you know, if they were to, you know, finish really well, I mean, guys, we lost two of our best players. And, and I don't think people understand how hard that was for this team to adjust to the fact that they lost two of their best players. And one, hopefully, going to get to come back here soon. But the job must have done. I mean, this is remarkable. This is different than the last two years because they didn't have those type of injuries. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm just I'm so proud of this team, and I'll tell you what, guys, the twin thing is a real thing. I played with two twins, offensive linemen. There was a guy talking crap on the other team. I'll never forget it, talking crap to one of the other ones, and the, and they both played guard. And the other one on one play decided I'm not going to do my assignment on this play. I'm just going to go pancake this guy. He never said another word the rest of the game. <laughs> so it is a real thing. <laughs> the whole twin power, twin magic, or whatever you want to call it. And it's so cool to see them both rooting each other on. And before I get off, uh, guys, I I was back and forth with the, uh, that game and the OKC and Laker game last night. And to see Isaiah Joe and Jalen Williams out there competing against LeBron yep. and actually playing well, it was so fun to watch. And then what LeBron was able to do, congrats to him. No matter who you root for, no matter what era you root for, what player, uh, I just appreciate greatness. Kareem was great. Jordan was great. Kobe was great. But LeBron is great, too, in his own right. So it was just unbelievable to watch last night and see Jay Will and Isaiah Joe play well and not back down and then find a way to win that game. That was awesome, too. Anyways, guys, thanks. I'll hang up and listen. 
Charlie, appreciate that. I do want to ask Chuck about that because this is a difference of eras. We being having watched different guys. Kareem was excellent in his own right. It was kind of cool to see last night. But to your point about the Hogs in that game, Jalen Williams ended up with 14 points, had seven rebounds and seven assists, took a charge on LeBron. Isaiah has been one of the best three-point shooters in the league this year. He cans five threes last night for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and as Charlie said, they win 133-130 to 130 over the Lakers, even though LeBron broke the scoring record all time. Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dine-in and carry-out. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. There were a couple people watching the game last night in an 88-73 to victory, Chuck, that pointed to the slobber hog being on the jersey being for the reason. I'd say it was much more than that <laughs> based on their performance last night. I liked them. I, you know, I'm uh, I'm a slobber and hog fan. I uh, I thought the unis looked good. I think it's the 12th the twelfth different combination that they've worn so far this year. I think that one was fantastic. Again, that's not the only reason they won the game. Maybe it played into it, but Arkansas gets a 15-point victory at Rub. Largest deficit that Kentucky has had against the Razorbacks since 94. That is tied for the best per- shooting percentage of any SEC team to get a win in Rupp Arena. I mean, Chuck, we were talking about the Jordan Walsh three-pointer from the logo earlier. Mikel Mitchell got a shot at the shot clock. I mean, things were just going your way last night. Arkansas's record for um, field goal percentage in an SEC game is still 62.7. Um, and, um, you know, that they tied it last night, 72% in the second half. Um, that's got to be some kind of record. But they were just, um, you know, when you can score in transition like that, when you can play defense in the second half the way they did, you're going to get transition baskets. You're going to get runouts. You're going to get dunks. And that's about as high percentage as it gets. Here's Devontae Davis on the confidence they had heading into the game last night. I haven't lost to Kentucky yet since I've been playing for Arkansas. So I for sure had some coming in just knowing that the last time I played in Rook with the team two years prior to this year, we came in and won, you know what I mean? Um, it was tough. Of course, Kentucky is Kentucky, you know what I mean? It's a really well-coached program all around. Blue, It's a blue blood. So we just want to come in here and just fight. And um, I think we as a collective group did that. You know, I want to go back to something we've talked about repeatedly over the last two or three weeks that if this team's going to go as far as they can go, Devo's going to be there. He doesn't have to be the best player every night, but he's got to lead them there. 
Part of leading them there is saying, hey, guys, we won here two years ago. I hadn't lost to them. I'm not scared of these guys. You know, we're going to go out there and play. We're going to win. We're going to do our thing. Um, Now, I'm not saying that's the sole reason that they won. I'm not suggesting that. But that's leadership, and that's what you have to have. And, um, you know, that's, that's the role that he's filling right now. He's playing well. Can't be a great leader if you don't play well. Uh, you know, if you don't play well, it's just words. But uh, he's doing both right now. And, and um, I do think they had confidence going into that game last night. And it showed in the way they played. Six for 11 last night. One of two from three. Seven assists. I mean, he was magnificent for that team. You know, the thing that you just said there, one of two from three, all right? You know, Devo's hot, man. Devo's been making threes lately. You know, he's, uh, what, 16 threes in five games going into the ball game last night. What's the first thing you think of? Well, Devo's going to be shooting a bunch of threes. How many threes do you think Devo's going to put up tonight? Put up two because that's what was in the framework of the offense. That's, that's, that's what the game dictated. Um, they were scoring. They got out in transition. You know, Musk talked about this on the pregame show, that, you know, no matter where we are, we got to force turnovers. we got to get out in transition. We have to do that to win. They were able to do that. And, um, uh, you know, there was just uh, uh, there was a confidence to every step that they took. Um, and when they played defense the way they did in the second half and got those runouts, I mean, they were in control from that point on. And he had 42 seconds of rest, and he was still able yeah. to do that on both yeah. ends. I mean, and he would switch. He guarded Frederick last night. He guarded Wallace. He guarded some other Kentucky players. He's still doing it defensively as well. But Because uh, he took 10, like you're saying, Chuck, he took 10 threes last game and hit four of them, 40%. Yeah. And then and his first three last night, you remember, it was an air ball. It's an NBA air ball. He, he wasn't close to drawing iron. So for him to have the yeah, confidence. I don't know what he was thinking on that <laughs> yeah, one. <laughs> he's, thinking, well, he's thinking, I'm hot. I can hit this. And then it uh, didn't go according to plan. But then he banged that corner three where I think Anthony Black found him there. The best play he made all night, though, was that transition pass to Mikel Mitchell. I mean, you talk about silky smooth um, over the outstretched arms of Antonio Reeves. And Mikel just laid it up. That was the best play he made all night. There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of highlight plays. I mean, there were a lot, there was a lot of crisp passing. I mean, again, 19 assists on 32 made baskets. I mean, that's sharing the ball. That's uh, um, and, and you know, again, a lot of that is the product of defense and transition. You know, you generally get your spectacular plays off some kind of run out. You know, as a result of a great defensive play, and that's what they were able to do over and over and over again. And um, you know, one of the things, and Z brought this up in the broadcast, and I was, I thought it was a good point. Um, on the second run out for Black, um, I think it was a layup on this one, maybe I forget, but um, I do remember there was not a Kentucky player that was past midcourt. You know, they had basically pulled up, and you know, to me that was a, you know, that was a sign that they were broken in a sense, that Arkansas had broken their will in a sense, and I mean they did it fast. You know, they did it fast right there at the start of the second half. But, um, you know, Arkansas's I mean, when you play defense like that and you score off of it the way they did, I mean, you can break somebody's will really quickly. And I thought that's what happened inside the you know first two or three minutes of the second half. That's going to do it for your hog update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Chuck, I know we've talked 
95% Razorback basketball this morning. Uh, Arkansas baseball got some news. Ten nationally televised regular season games. The One of the Kentucky games is a part of this. But, I mean, we got baseball in basically a week and a half next week in Arlington, man. We got Arkansas and Texas a week from Friday. We don't just have the start of baseball <laughs> season. We got Arkansas and Texas. Um, a week from Friday, down in uh, uh, down in the Dallas area. So for them to, you know, for them to get started, and I know people, particularly in the northwest part of the state, and I know there are people are all over the state, but you know the ones in Northwest Arkansas, a lot of times are the ones that are, you know, they're at every game, and um, there are a lot of people that get more excited for baseball season than than they do for any other season. So, and look, there'll be a good contingent of Razorback fans that travel next weekend. My brother's going. He lives in Dallas. Several of his college buddies and my friends in the Dallas-Fort Worth area are going to be there because it's Globe Life Park. It's a little different than Round Rock last year. I know Dave and company didn't have a great experience last year. It was cold. It was windy. Just not a lot of fun. But, I mean, that's a premier ballpark, man. And uh, this is a showcase with a lot of future MLB prospects. I wonder what the crowd's going to be like. I I, I think there are going to be a lot of people there. Um, You know, they've... um, They've had some tournaments down there, and Arkansas has been in some of them, but they've had some tournaments down there at these big league parks where when Texas is in it, um, they've drawn some really nice crowds, and I think they'll have a nice crowd for that ball game too. For that whole tournament, I think they will. Yeah, you got some quality teams in there. Arkansas definitely being one of them. Pretty much consensus top 10 anywhere you look. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. You know, Mason Jones, former Razorback, Chuck, had some interesting things to say after the game. He said this team knew that last night was a must win, and they won. He felt like they grew up tonight. Now, maybe you could say they grew up in Columbia, South Carolina on Saturday, but it's one thing to beat the Gamecocks in Colonial Rife Arena. It's another thing to beat the Wildcats in Rupp. Well, they were certainly more complete last night on both ends of the floor than than they've been, you know, in in most of their ball games. Maybe all their ball games. I don't know, but um, they were, um, you know, they took control of the ball game, and once they got control of the ball game, they didn't give it back. Um, Arkansas got the lead. You know, they jumped out right away at the start of the second half, and they just never let up. Uh, we talked about, you know, the double-digit lead. They threw that inbounds pass to Black off the baseline, and he scored right at the bucket, and they went up by 10. And, 
you know, I mean, it was a double-digit game from that point forward. And so, yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of maturity that I thought really showed down the stretch. I mean, we've heard Musk talk a lot this year about we got to finish games. And we've seen leads evaporate. We talked about South Carolina. They had a big lead evaporate there. They won, but they had a big lead evaporate. And, you know, last night at the eight-minute mark, roughly, when they went up by ten, I mean, they've they've been in that spot before. But the other teams come back and made a run. Last night, Kentucky never made a run. Arkansas broke their will last night. I thought what you said earlier that Z mentioned to you on the broadcast when Anthony, I think, got that second straight steal and Kentucky just stopped at midcourt. I mean, that doesn't happen most of the time. You think about Arkansas last night. You outscored the Wildcats 46-28 to in the paint. You said a statement earlier that kind of jarred me for a sec that this team – for first time in a while, it's more athletic Kentucky. And I had to think about it, but, I mean, Chuck, it was on full display last night. You look at the, the points in the paint, you look at the transition, you were the more athletic team, and you wanted it more last night. Well, I mean, I'm sure Kentucky wanted to win, too, but, you know, Arkansas, they, they flexed. I mean, they flexed their muscles in the second half, and, you know, Kentucky just didn't have an answer for it. And, um, you know, Kentucky had been playing well. I mean, they'd won six conference games in a row. And they were, uh, a lot of people thought, beginning to hit their stride. And they may be. You know, they may still win the majority of the seven games they've got left. You know, Kentucky may be still a team that's, that's getting a lot better as the season goes on. I just thought Arkansas last night was, you know, superior. And um, you may not play that well every time out, but you might. And, again, when you can take control of a game defensively like that and not give it back, um, as the game wore on, I mean, you could really see the frustration grow with Kentucky. And um, that's that's what good teams do. And, and, you know, as Mason Jones said, is that growing up? Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big part of it. I mean, you got them down last night and you, let it, you, know, you didn't let them get up. They only hit 31% of their threes last night. This is the best three-point shooting team in the league, which is kind of surprising. Not necessarily the MO of Kentucky usually, but Frederick didn't hit a shot. Antonio Reeves hit some good threes, and I think uh, he had some other guys, but Arkansas limited them for most of the point. Chuck, how much do you think not having severe Wheeler affected Kentucky's offense at points last night? They're really true point guard. Oh, I think it affected him. I, I think, for example, if Wheeler had been available, I think he would have started the second half at the point. And I don't know if those turnovers would have happened. I don't know. Um, you know, Wheeler Wheeler will turn it over, too. I didn't realize until I looked at their notes before the game. I mean, he's the fifth all-time assist man in the history of the SEC. Wow. I mean, uh, you know, he's his minutes have diminished, but he still averages about six assists a game. They'll turn it over some too, so I, you know, I'm not suggesting that would have been the difference in the game. I, I don't, I don't believe that. But um, Wallace is a really, really good scorer for them. But I'm not sure man in the point and handling the ball as much as he did is really when they're at their best. I would probably agree on that. Now, I almost had a flashback to three or four years ago when Arkansas and Kentucky for the fir- met for the first time with Muss and Cal going at it. And we know that Cal intentionally got himself tossed from that game and his team responded and ended up winning. I thought he was going to get intentionally tossed last night. He gets that tech in the first half, and I thought he was going to try and get one of the second half for his team to rally, and I was going to wonder how it responded. But you could tell frustrations boiled over for John Calipari last night. Well, and again, I mean, it was over. 
in my mind, you know, I, I, I know there was a lot of game left to play, but in my mind, it was over when Arkansas went on that run early in the second half. And so at that point, I mean, getting a second technical and getting tossed, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, um, you know, he did that in Fayetteville, I think, but, you know, that's not something that you can do regularly and, and, and have that work. Um, I think perhaps that night, Bud Walton Arena thought his team was better. Um, as he said after the game last night, I mean, Arkansas was superior in every way. So um, I thought they should have teed him up once before. Uh, they teed him up ultimately in the first half. But uh, he was working them. Buss was working them. I mean, that's what they do. And um, But, you know, Arkansas was superior in every way as the game wore on. So now you're 17-7. and seven. You look at this basketball team and those losses, man, they were tight. And I know we've talked about it a little bit this morning, how you you have a possession or two go your way. We're having a completely different conversation. One possession loss at LSU, one possession loss against Baylor, one possession loss against Missouri. But, I mean, you look up, Chuck, you're five, above 500 for the first time in, in conference play. You've got a home Saturday game, which you haven't had in a while. I mean, you're in a great spot if you're Eric Musselman and company right now. Well, they've, you know, they they're they're rolling right now, and you want to keep it rolling. I mean, we look, we talked with, at at the beginning of January about how, you know, they were going to have to rediscover their team, so to speak, with the reality of Brazil being gone for the year, and and the the you know it was re, it was realistic at that point to think at the very least it's going to be a long time before you have Nick Smith back. And, you know, we talked about how January might be a rocky road that, you know, during the course of the month, you're going to have to do some things that you might normally prefer to do during non-conference season uh, when you've got time to go to the practice floor and spend four or five days out there between non-conference games. And it's hard to do when you get in the league. You're playing two games a week. One of them's on the road generally. So, it's hard to, you know, it, it, it's hard to go back to the drawing board, so to speak. You've got to do it while you're playing games. And, you know, we talked about how January, you know, might show the effects of that. But the hope is that a month from now, you know, you got a team that, that, that can play. And that's where they are right now. We're a month from that point, and they're a whole lot better than they were. And we'll see what happens over, you know, the next four or five weeks. But they are in a good position, certainly a much better position than they were. But uh, they're playing good ball right now. And you need to get into that tournament and see how good you are. You could tell Muss was thoroughly impressed with his team performance, and he's ready for Saturday, too. I'll tell you what, Chuck. I know one thing. I know Bud Walton will be rocking on Saturday. I know that. I can't wait to see our crowd. Hopefully they get there early. Big game against Mississippi State. We haven't had many weekend games. Let's get that place rocking. Well, I would guess, Chuck, that 30 minutes before the game, Bud Walton this Saturday, you're not going to have to worry about students packing that place no. out, much less the rest of this fan base. You know, you got Mississippi State, then Florida will be a Saturday game, and then Kentucky will be a Saturday game. And uh, those are, you know, there's going to be great atmospheres for all of them, I'm sure. It is a uh, it's a schedule that you have some unique opportunities the rest of the way. Quad one victory last night. Several other quad one opportunities the rest of the way. I know my my favorite website. I'm a big bracketology guy. I 
I don't study it, but I get on it as much as possible. Bracketmatrix.com. I know some of y'all follow Palm. Some of y'all follow Lenardi. I get on there every day. Arkansas right now, it's a, it's a compilation of every single bracketologist out there, some of the better ones as well. They're right now seated as a nine seed. I know Lenardi has them, I think, as an 11 or 10 as of last night, but uh, you, you still got a lot now, of... Now, was this after the game last night or before? I think Lenardi has... I checked in this morning. I think he had them as a 10. I got to go dope back and double check. But as of this morning on bracketmatrix.com, Arkansas is a nine seed, and again, it compiles all these bracket people. So. Yeah, I mean that's uh, um, you know I can I can see how they came up with that. I do think last night's game will have an effect, you know, as we go forward. It'd be nice if you're not on the eight nine line, you know, where you don't have to play the one seed in the second round if you win. Be nice if you weren't on that line, but if you are, I mean. If you're going to win a regional, there's a pretty good chance you're going to have to beat the best team there at some point in time. You might get a break and somebody else beats them. But generally speaking, if you're going to win a regional, you've, you know, you're going to have to beat a really good team. And if you're going to get to where you want to go, ultimately, uh, you're certainly going to have to beat probably more than one good team. So if that's where you end up, um, well, you know, you'll have an opportunity. If you win your first round game, uh, you'll have an opportunity to play a great team and um, you know, maybe uh, maybe put a stamp on your season, so to speak. But um, this is an NCAA tournament team. I, I, I think that's the thing that more than anything right now, uh, after a game last night, you feel like this is a tournament team. And when you play a game like you played last night, you think, hey, let's, let's draw it up, uh, figure out those brackets, and let's go play. And I think that's 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 where the fans are right now, and I think that's where the team is too. I uh, <laughs> I, I think I've told you this story before, Chuck. I, I've got a friend and a morning rush to listener that last season booked eight flights, at eight hotels. Oh yeah, um, and he's going to do the same thing this year. And uh, there will be others. I mean, that's a uh, uh, yeah. We've always been a great basketball state. We're a great basketball state, and our fans love basketball. And for a lot of people who are probably of the age now where they've got the money to go do that stuff finally. Um, they remember the glory days. And going on these trips is nostalgic. You know, it reminds people of what they did when they were younger. That's part of the magic of sports. But um, I do think people really enjoy basketball when particularly they're in the postseason and when it's rolling. And, you know, we're going you know, to see evidence of that Saturday when – when Arkansas plays Mississippi State at 5 o'clock. Hey, let me pause just for a second and ask you if you've listened to the Mach 1 Market Moment podcast. You know, there's a lot of financial podcasts out there. There's a lot of podcasts that deal with money. The thing I like about this one is there are local professionals that are talking about it. And, you know, the recession, uh, that word recession is tossed around a lot. And, um, you know, these are local people that talk about the recession, the rolling recession, the things that all of us may face uh, when we go out and plan our financial futures. And you can go to the Mach 1 FG website. That's Mach 1, M-A-C-H, the number one, FG.com, and you can find out more. Mach 1 Financial Group LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. They're located in Bentonville. For full disclosures, visit Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures. Love Razorback football, love Razorback baseball, but Razorback postseason basketball is my cup of tea i mean i'll nashville coming up i can't wait for that wherever they play in the tournament wherever i have to drive to fly to i cannot wait chuck we got to find another good steakhouse like we did up in indianapolis if they 
end up making it like with that's about the best one i've ever been to they've got three or four up there that are top shelf in fact when we were in indianapolis that year i i probably gang you know we were up there for two weeks <laughs> yeah. we were, you, you know you couldn't leave back then with the covid deal i probably gained five or ten pounds in that period but i did think for a fleeting moment man they could bring it up here every year and i'd be okay with that they could make this like omaha in baseball i'd be fine with that now, you know, it was great to visit Buffalo last year and uh, great to go to Tampa, great to go to San Francisco. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that these kids, and they are kids, uh, many, many times they're getting to visit places they've never been before. And uh, basketball affords them an opportunity to see places and do things that they otherwise wouldn't be able to do. So I'm glad we go to a lot of places but the food was good in Indianapolis. I will admit that. And you didn't even frequent the Wild Beaver Saloon. UNC stayed out of that place, man. Uh, uh, maybe I can convince you well, to. It, hey, we were uh, we were running with a higher brow crowd, Ty. I mean, we were. Uh, if the restaurant didn't have a tablecloth, we weren't going. And um, you know, we were on somebody else's dime. We were living it up. Uh, well, I was on Tommy's dime, so it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty nice too. Let's talk to Ryan, who's in Hot Springs. Ryan, welcome into the Morning Rush. So I'm looking at the schedule right now, and um, we very easily, if with if with the confidence that we just gained last night, that we could potentially only lose at Tennessee and Alabama. At Alabama. So my <clears throat> my question is, I know, and I'm, I'm I don't want to sound like I'm overlooking A and M. I just what I'm trying to say is I feel much better about that game. I feel like going into Rupp is a much harder place to play than A&M. And I feel like Kentucky's probably a little more talented than A&M. And like I said, I'm not overlooking them, but I'm just saying I feel better about that win. So I'm wondering if, say say if our only two losses to finish the season are at Alabama and at at Tennessee, and we beat Tennessee at at Bud, what do y'all think the best um, uh, seed we can get in the um, tournament? That's just my – I'm just curious about that. I hope you all have a great day, and go Hawks. Ryan, appreciate the call. So you would have them at that point going 6-2 and two the rest of the way. You got them one win last night on your way to the hypothetical six wins you laid out. Now, you don't play Kentucky – or you don't well, play – you got seven left. You got seven left. Yes. Um, so, 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 so that'd be five and two. Yeah. I would say you also have to factor in what you do in the SEC tournament if you could win it, get to the championship game or whatever – I mean, you're asking, I know he started off by saying, Chuck, I know it's not going to be easy, Ty, it's not going to be easy, but I mean, A&M just beat Auburn last night, and they are hot in conference play. I know you just beat them, they're going to be gunning for you when you come to College Station, winning in Thompson Bowling is not going to be easy, going to Tuscaloosa uh, looks near impossible this season, not to say you can't do it, but it's going to be brutal going down there and trying to get a win, so I mean, what, five maybe? You top out a five seed? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not sure if they could get to a five. I don't know. Um, that's a big jump from where they are right now. Um, you know, talking about the A&M game, I, I looked at the scores. I was paying attention last night. I, at one point, I looked, and before we tipped off, I guess, there was about six minutes to play in the first half, six and a half maybe, and Auburn was up 25 to 15. A&M had 15 points. With six and a half minutes left in the first half, they finished with 83, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, A&M's good. And we get, you know, um, if it's not a basketball brand sometimes, and guys, we're two and seven 
in College Station since A&M joined the league. Wow. I mean, two and seven. So let's not act like we just go down there and take, you know, take care of business because that's not happened. So I think that's a pivotal game. I, you know, if you beat Mississippi State Saturday, and I don't take that for granted, um, I've seen Tolu Smith take over games before. I know how good he is. Um, I've seen Mississippi State play well at Bud Walton Arena. So I know it can happen. Um, but if you win that ball game, I just think that A&M game is a very, very pivotal game. Uh, I just think it's a huge game. And here's the thing, and part of the reason that they've won five straight in conference play now is because they don't get ahead of themselves. Now, we do, and it doesn't matter if we do, but it matters a lot if they do. And, you know, Musk said something a couple of weeks ago. There, there's always a little nugget or two in his press conference. Everyone goes for the obvious, but there's always a little nugget or two in there if you – um, you know, if you if you look and and you know he's he's talked about a lot of the things that they're doing right now. I mean, he's talking about so many of the things that they're doing right now, the little things, and um, you know that's uh, that's the sign of a team that's making progress. But A and M, that's not going to be a pushover. And what he talked about a couple of weeks ago was how you know they're just focused on the next game. They're just focused on the next game. And I can tell you on the bus last night going to the airport, there was Mississippi State video on the screens. And um, that's quite, that's just how you have to do it. One game's over, man, you're locked in on the next one. They're doing a really good job of that right now. And it's, it's getting fed into a those guys, including the young freshmen, and they have to adjust to play college basketball. It's been fun to watch. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.